Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Gray obtained his master's in both acupuncture and oriental medicine from the Atlantic Institute of Oriental Medicine. Dr. Gray enjoys both being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Germany and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy. His office is in Jupiter, Florida, where he has practiced for over a decade and where he resides. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Fill by the wayside, like everyone else. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, but I was just kidding myself. Our every moment, I started a place. Cause now that the corner like here were the words that I needed to say. When you heard under the surface. Welcome back. This is Maximum Health Quality Living. Yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us. Always happy to have you and happy to have our guests every week. And today we have Miss Ivy Larson. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, so you've uh, done a lot for the community of health and eating healthy, whereas it pertains to MS, but also whereas it pertains to anti-inflammatory foods and the understanding of how to cook with that on a daily basis and so forth. And you have this book called Clean Cuisine, which brought us together through a mutual friend, another colleague of mine, a doctor, and um, it's just an honor to have you here, but you've done so much more, and we're going to talk about all that. But Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here we are, finally together. Um, so now you, one of the things that interested me about you, one of the many things, is not just this amazing um, effort that you've put forth in uh, helping to shed light on diet and food, whereas it pertains to multiple sclerosis, but whereas your origins of health concerns started with mood anxiety, things like that. So let's start with your history from a medical background and go from there. Great, yes. Yes, I, well, I'm almost 44, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I grew up here in, in Palm Beach County. Uh, I would say around um, the age of 15 was when I started to notice um, some serious anxiety mm-hmm. and mood disorders. I didn't understand them at that age um, because mostly anxiety wasn't, this was would have been 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say anxiety wasn't talked about as freely. Definitely depression was not an openly discussed subject. And my idea of what depression was at that age would be somebody sitting on the couch crying, not getting out of bed, you know, that sort of thing. And that was never my type of um, mood disorder. Mine was more a, an anxiety-driven restlessness and very uncomfortableness in my with myself mm. um, and an uncomfortable not feeling like I fit into what society's demands I could see I went to a, a local private um, college prep school and at 15 years old I could start to see it's like the veil of um, childhood the innocence of childhood had been removed right. and I could sort of see what the expectation was going to be of me um, living in this society and I didn't feel like I had what it took to measure up. And I think that played a huge role in my um, negative self-talk. Yeah. Did Were those tools, do you feel that those tools weren't given to you by your parents or that you weren't responsive to them if they were? Or, mm. or were there friends that you were hanging out with that... Um, I would say um, I would definitely would not blame my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were a victim of society themselves. Okay. Um, my dad grew up in poverty. Mm-hmm. He was in World War II. He's okay. almost 94 years old. He had 
you know, seen, he's had a very difficult life. And I think for him, um, making money was his security. Right, yeah. Um, and so that was sort of passed on to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but making money is difficult. Yeah, and, and um, not everything. <laughs> and it's not everything, right. right. Okay. And so I think there was that sort of pressure of living up to my dad, even mm. though it wasn't his fault. Right. He can't help who he is, right. but he was such a success that... Yeah. I thought, you know, I'm supposed to measure up to that. and So there's sort of these, uh, and this has come up a few times, the generational curses. Yeah. <laughs> which are traits that really, that we just, um, that are passed on and that we can sort of grow from yes. or grow into if but, there's such a thing. And, or, and or even... S- um, stay in or grow out of. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah. that's in um, even uh, something, the concept of generational trauma. Yeah. yeah I did not. Yeah. My dad never told me that he had uh, PTSD from World War II. Mm-hmm. That's something I only learned as an adult. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually real legitimate research on genetic trauma. Um, there's the cherry blossom mouse study, which shows uh, mice that mm. are exposed to the smell of cherry blossoms mm. and then electrocuted, but not enough to, to right. harm them, but enough to cause a negative emotional footprint. And then they're allowed to reproduce. And their offspring, yeah. when they're exposed to the smell of cherry blossoms, have a measurable cortisol response. That wow. is, um, yeah, so it's like, it's like a, my husband, he's a surgeon. He describes it, I can't describe the science as well as him, mm-hmm. but sort of like putting a sticky note on your DNA. Okay, okay. And it All sort right. of affects okay. the methylation process. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, whether that played a role, yeah. certainly he couldn't, my dad couldn't help that. There's but, so much to be said about that, yeah, and, and I've done quite a few shows on that as well, PTSD and World War II. And, yes. Um, so now, you know, looking at that, that time of development and growing with the anxiety and the social issues and some form of depression. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you then draw a line to later on when you were diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis? Yes. Question mark? uh, I do. Now I do. Okay. (laughs) I did not um, initially. Okay. I I didn't realize the two were at all connected. Um, But I was, so that issue happened around the time I was 15. Right. Um, ironically, I my first boyfriend, real boyfriend, my first serious boyfriend. Um, I I also um, had or met him at the time right. that this happened. He also developed a miss. Interesting. Yes, and yeah. um, he actually um, committed suicide when he was thirty. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's it, horrible. It was. Uh, absolutely devastating. He is actually the one that got me started writing the books. Okay. Um, he said if I, because my neurologist told me that an anti-inflammatory diet could slow the progression. Right. And his neurologist told him that the only option was uh, medication. Wow. And the medicines were causing, weren't helping the disease. No, no, And they no. were causing severe side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number one side effect of mm-hmm. the medicine he was on is suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. Now, now, stop there for a second. It is horrible and interesting at the same time that this is over 20 years ago right these same medications or types of medications mm-hmm. with these same side effects are still the same protocol yes. for these particular complaints in patients and doctors are fine with that yes. and we're still seeing the same results which are suicides yes. or mass killings or what have you like that yes right it is true okay. this is horrible Th- this is horrible. not a good thing no it's okay. and it's true just agreed agreed <laughs> <laughs> then we have a okay. very broken medical system right on okay. so many levels yeah. that, and I think it harms the doctors and the patients yeah 
Because the course. doctors don't get the reward of seeing the patients legitimately get well. Right. And that's the whole reason they and started the whole, yes. was to heal. To you heal. Know, and, and that's something to be honored. However, the tools that they're being taught to use, it's like right. using a hammer to to screw in you know, yeah, a nail <laughs> or something like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. screw in a screw, screw right, a screwdriver, yeah. you know, right. and uh, they're not being given the right tools yes. anymore. A hundred percent. And human agree. beings are continued to suffer. Yes. Now you, however, you saw this path. You said, I don't want to go down this path. And you right. started a different path. And right. this path is deeply rooted in lifestyle, which I do want to talk about because I know you've written the book on. 130 plus anti-inflammatory recipes yes. to heal your gut and so forth and so on. Yes. However, there in one in one of your interviews, which I, I saw on YouTube, and you can all look it up, Ivy Larson on YouTube. Um, there, you talked about soul healing mm. and the you know self healing and mm -hmm. self love, mm -hmm. and that being equally as important. Yes. When you're dealing with autoimmune disease, which is really uh, uh, rooted in a lot of stress, cortisol levels, breakdown of the immune system and all those sort of things. So if you don't employ mm -hmm. the holistic, and you use the word holistic, which I love, right. the holistic approach right. to healing from any autoimmune disease or any disease period, right. you're really not gonna fully heal. I I believe that I believe you're right. I, I believe you massively shortchange yourself if you don't address the self-love emotional component because I believe that there's an emotional footprint that's left on any trauma or any um, any negative interaction or situation that causes us stress. There's an if we don't um, process it and um, come to peace with it, I believe there's an emotional footprint. And sometimes, and a not sometimes, a lot of times those negative emotional footprints, I believe, are left from childhood. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think that, um, you know, in some of the soul healing, some of the things I've gone back and remembered from childhood, um, I had told myself a story based on, on trauma that had happened as a four-year-old. Um, but when I've gone back to revisit the trauma as an adult, I realized that the actual trauma of what had happened wasn't the same as the story I told myself about it. And mm. sometimes you can, my story that I told myself after that, the trauma was that I had to be perfect. Okay. And okay. that um, this, the way that this won't happen again is I'll be perfect. Right. But um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Dr. Gabor Mate. I'm not. He uh, he's fascinating. He's a he's a medical doctor. I don't think he's a psychiatrist. I think I'm not sure what type of doctor he is, but he focuses a lot of um, his research on autoimmune disease, specifically MS, for, which is ironic, and um, uh, also addiction. Mm -hmm. And he believes that all autoimmune disease, addiction, and and asthma, for some reason, he also focuses on that stem from unresolved childhood trauma and if you can't say no if you're not being your authentic self mm. and you can't say no or can't speak up for yourself then eventually your body will say no for you mm -hmm. in the form of a disease or mm -hmm. an addiction right. and I believe that is eventually what happened to me at 22 because right. I think at 15 I healed myself enough to recover I mean, at that point I lost 20 pounds it was um, I did not have 20 pounds to lose at that age um, and um, so physically, on appearance-wise, I had recovered, but uh, emotionally, I hadn't. Mm -hmm. And so by, I think by the time I turned 22, it, the unresolved trauma caught up with me. And I still um, didn't fully address it. I addressed the lifestyle component, and, tr and my doctor really emphasized the importance of stress management. Um, so that was on my radar, but I still, at that point, didn't have the tools to really uh, reduce stress the way 
I, I now know I could have effectively done so. So in a nutshell, it sounds like you address the physical components, the physical patterns to a point. Right. However, not the emotional right. patterns. The emotional patterns were still there. The way that yes. you process stress, the way that you viewed things, the way that you held on to things, mm-hmm. the way that you your self view of how you were supposed to be. All, yes. all those sort of things were still bubbling and yes. brewing and fermenting yes. in a bad way. <laughs> yes. Um, until they reared their ugly head in the form of MS. Yes. Now, you took... Um, you said you did try those um, different drugs pertaining to the anxiety the, the and, symptoms. The, and the, the symptoms. Now, uh, did you do uh, drugs that were Does, no? Never. I never took disease modifying uh, medications. Okay. I only at the very beginning took um, medications for symptoms. So I took um, antidepressants, the um, baclofen mm-hmm. for um, urgency and frequency, amantadine for um, energy and. Valium for anxiety, and he had me on like four or five different ones. Mm -hmm. And then I quickly was able to wean off of those Mm -hmm. after I started changing my diet. But Mm -hmm. the underlying and and lifestyle and and trying as best I could to manage stress. I remember after getting diagnosed with MS, I went, um, one of my best girlfriends bought me my first massage Mm -hmm. treatment. And I remember laying there and just thinking like, it was the first time she, the lady was guiding me to breathe. And I was just, it was the first time that I, had ever really focused intently on lying still and relaxing. And it mm. was such a, it was, it, I mean, it really left a, um, it left an imprint on me because it was such a unique experience. Mm. And so I used and massage. probably because it was so hard for you to do. It was very and you didn't realize <laughs> You didn't realize until someone was requesting this of you. Yes, and I'm yeah. a people pleaser, so right. she's telling me to, right. you know. I'm like, wow, I can't really, it's hard <laughs> for me to lay still here. It be. was yeah. very difficult. Yeah. Um, but I did, because of that, um, and my neurologist recommended massage and yoga and that sort of thing, I did, um, or I have for 20 years, gone to regular massage you know, treatments. but. But stress management goes way beyond. That was just a, and I think massage is amazing and it's great. But I think you need to have the tools also inside of you. Yes, very. Yeah, it's because so one is passive, and I always tell my patients no. that. While I recommend the, you know, of course, acupuncture, of massage, course, right. and all, you, you're going to have to do your own work. Right. Right. You're going right. to have to get on the mat and do your yoga. You're going to have to go to the beach and walk in this, put your feet in the sand, or if there's yes. no beach, whatever it is, go go for a walk in the woods or up and yes. hike a little bit. Whatever it is, you're going to have to do the work at some point. Right. At every point. Every actually. point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So so then you you go through that and you have this battle now with MS, which is a big word, multiple sclerosis. It's a big, scary word. It's not necessarily as big or scary as a C word, but it's still. The symptoms are significant. The the physical, um, the way that it affects you physically are noticeable. Mm -hmm. Um, So now what happens? So, um, so then I'm diagnosed at 22. I, uh, my husband was in, who I knew from the same school that we went, we went to uh, the Benjamin School in North Palm Beach. He was in medical school at the time, and I called to ask him if he thought this diet that my neurologist was recommending, mm-hmm. if that's um, has merit. <laughs> because it was still a little hard to comprehend in 1998 that diet could have such an effect on a disease like MS, because we weren't, that wasn't really in the news as far as diet and in the autoimmune disease or a correlation between the two. You'd hear about diet and cancer and heart disease and right. diabetes and, and surely weight loss. But I was 
to be 22 and hear that diet could affect a disease like MS, it, it, it was just hard to wrap my hands around. Yeah. So, so I called my husband, my husband, who was not my husband at the time. He, he was just my friend, and asked if he could just research um, first the neurologist to make sure. Uh, and he actually happened to be one of the top um, neurologists in the country specializing in MS. So that, and he had written 60 peer-reviewed papers, which was an impressive num number. And uh, and then he did. My husband was at University of Pennsylvania uh, School of Medicine, and. Uh, which was like one of the top three medical schools in the country and had never heard of diet for MS. And he was really shocked that the neurologist would, would recommend such a thing. Yeah. But well, that is that is unique. That is it was, not the It was right not area. typical. No. And I actually, I should preface that it That was by, a huge blessing. It, be, it was the biggest blessing ever. Yeah. And I, I should preface it by saying I was given three options. Okay. So I was given the option. I was told I was in the early stages. Yeah. I was wearing a catheter. I couldn't walk up the stairs. So... It was the early stages, but the symptoms were significant. I had yeah. been in the emergency room because I literally could not void. So um, he told me, though, that because I'm in the early stages, I could begin one of the disease-modifying medicines. The problem was that they were contraindicated during pregnancy. And so I really, I desperately wanted to have children. I have one 18-year-old, very mm. healthy son. That's interesting. That's the same thing for rheumatoid arthritis. A gentleman that I've had on the show, and, right. and sorry to sidetrack, but that's one of the things that made him go down that path of diet because he oh. one day wanted to have children and the medications that he was on, he had to stop because he had severe rheumatoid arthritis, but he wanted to have children. Wow. So he had to figure out a new way. And yeah. they were even um, contraindicated for men. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't, so, I, I was only, yeah. in fact, this is the first time I've ever realized yeah. I was always only thinking it was contraindicated for um, women, no, and I never so, no. yeah, thought and about so that the, for some men. Of these, and they weren't really helping. I mean, he had severe rheumatoid, I mean, you know, swollen joints. Now he has a child. He he does, a, he has podcasts and everything. I've been on his show. He's been on my wow. show. And he's thriving, and it's all through a plant-based anti-inflammatory diet. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Really spectacular. I mean, it took him years. He, Don't get me wrong. It's not a No, it's not a quick fix. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't think there's any yeah. such thing. <laughs> so you decided of these three. So right, the three. Yeah. So then um, the other option was a trial medication, yeah. which I didn't want to do, or the um, anti-inflammatory diet. Yeah. So um, so at that point, the diet seemed the most attractive of the mm. three, but I was still very skeptical. Um, and so my husband does, spends a whole day. This was before really, this was 1998. So it's before the internet was as yeah. easy to access. I don't even know if you, I didn't even know how to get on the internet. Maybe some people did, but anyway. He went to um, University of Pennsylvania's um, library and literally physically went underground to the library and spent the whole day and pulled up all these um, research ar articles that exist in right. Lancet, New England Journal of Medicine, um, Archives of Neurology, in very uh, well-respected medical journals, legitimate research on diet and MS and you, the fact that you can slow the progression with a reduced animal-based Mm. It reduced intake of animal-based saturated fat mm. has been proven to slow the progression of wow. MS. And it blows my mind <laughs> mm. that after all this time, mainstream medicine and, and mainstream neurologists don't offer that as an option. I mean, I feel like every person who's diagnosed with MS, just like every person who's diagnosed with um, cancer or, or heart disease or diabetes, should be told that there's an option. There's the, another there's, option. And the yeah. diet plays a role. Even yeah. even if the doctor doesn't believe, even if they still want to prescribe yeah. the medicine because that's the way they've been trained, yeah. is irrelevant because they should still be told yeah. that diet plays a role. Yeah. And furthermore, energy, lifestyle, oh. <laughs> you know, acupuncture, <laughs> yoga. I mean, yeah. all of it. It's yeah, like it all plays a role. Of yeah. All of it. However, 
there is is there something to be said about the God complex versus empowerment? Yes. Right. So that's where we all have to, you know, deal with that. Yes. At some point. And that um, is an issue. <laughs> so you have um, some wonderful tidbits and juicy stuff in the Clean Cuisine Cookbook. But one of the things, again, that came up was, you know, I mean, and I encourage people to get into that and the food and so forth, but there's just too much when it comes to food to talk about that. But I I do go back to it because it's one of the things that brought us together and one of the things I think that will connect our listeners to you. Um, And and it can be bought on Amazon and all of that. So that's there. (laughs) However, one of the things you mentioned was an interesting point that about 50% of our population are diagnosed with something called MTHFR. Mm, and yes. and it's funny because I've seen more patients with it that part of their treatment with dealing with MS-type symptoms or mm-hmm. tingling or mm-hmm. weakness and fatigue is they're actually not uh, able to digest B vitamins right. um, in their uh I guess there's there's two different states you usually see B vitamins. You see the right. cyanocobalamide, yeah. which is like a cyanide derivative, and it's not very good right. for you. <laughs> for anyone, and then really. you see the methylated, which yes. people are now just becoming more interested aware. in. They're more yes. aware of, okay, is the B vitamin methylated? Yes. Right? Yeah, and that comes down to the shots, because the shots that yes. people are going and getting because they can't draw it from food right uh they, they're starting to ask their doctors but doctors still are not no i just have the uh, the old, the old one, right, <laughs> the old right, one. Right. <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> right. methylated yeah, tell yeah. us about this mthfr HFR. Yeah. yeah so that's the yeah the way your body um metabolizes or utilizes um the b vitamins mm. is compromised in about 50 percent of the people and pretty much everyone with an autoimmune disease it's it's pretty safe to say pretty much everyone with autoimmune disease has an MTHFR mutation which um, now it depends from your parents what how what percent your of uh, methylation is mm-hmm. affected for me I, I have the gene from both parents mm-hmm. so I'm 70% compromised okay so, some people are only 50% compromised some are only 25% compromised and that also affects the way your body detoxes. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, you hear about mercury and mm-hmm. the amalgam Yeah, heavy metals and, and all of that, yeah. Yes. I actually had all mine um, removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Ilona Fotek, she's mm-hmm. a great holistic yeah. dentist. Ilona Fotek, yep. yep. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. she'd be a, a great one for the... Yeah, I have for, to have her on. Yeah, she takes care of my family. She so does, my yeah, kids, yeah. So she mm-hmm. removed all my, uh, mm-hmm. my mercury in a very safe, you have to do it mm-hmm. in a, a safe method. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the fact that I didn't methylate properly is part of the reason why the mercury and I was I don't detoxify. Right. I mean, mercury is not good for anybody, but right. I think it's especially you weren't detoxing, uh, yes. and then you also weren't absorbing nutrients that you needed for energy right. and and all of that currency right. that you needed to spend and right. <laughs> to feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it um, kind of affects the whole your whole energy circuit. So that's something to I think was really important to bring up that I love that you you know brought to the forefront in, in a lot of your lectures and teaching oh. and, and sharing yeah. on, <laughs> online. Um, but now you're symptom free. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> yes. And you're doing it through plant-based. You're big on micronutrients. Yes. You educate on uh, vegetables and fruits being a huge resource about that. Yes. And your dietary recommendations in your book does suggest a lot of that. And, of course, fitness and exercise. Okay. You have a 
full fitness fusion, 30-minute yeah. solution. <laughs> yeah. And that's a DVD, or yeah. can you also get it digitally downloaded? Uh, digitally, and um, yeah. it's also DVD. And you can get that through Amazon what? Amazon. Or our website. Yes. Yeah. So um, how do people say do you, um, they want to get in touch with you? Do you have a website? I do. Uh, cleancuisine.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'm just getting ready to start uh, something new, a new website, which I haven't uh, laid out. Um, the groundworks for it. Yeah, I actually haven't bought the domain yet, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to not share the name until okay, I that's <laughs> smart. Purchase, yeah. purchase the domain. Uh, yeah. It includes my name, so probably not that many people would um, would want to take the idea. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe there's another idea. So it's going to combine pretty much it's all of what you're do- all, well, you've but, done, yeah. But more of the soul yeah. uh, healing uh, yes. and the emotional component, because right yeah. now the clean cuisine platform um, really just focuses Food. on the yeah. nutrition, nutrition, the yeah. supplements, and yeah. the fitness and I, I keep trying to sort of integrate the soul healing and the emotional component, but I, I just think it needs sort of its a new platform. Right, its own that. platform. And yeah. I'm and I'm growing. I mean, my I'm evolving. My my son just left for college. Yeah. So cooking all that food isn't as necessary. No, I understand. <laughs> I, I I get it. Yeah. I mean, I wrote a book with uh, my partner Carol Maglin. It was you know very much on balance. Okay. And yeah. we incorporate a lot of how we came up with the dishes versus the story because she was a, a cervical cancer survivor and used a lot oh. of those methods. And um, so, it, but you know, you go through this phase where you do all this cooking and <laughs> you're like, okay, you want to get into the other aspects yes. of, of health and holistic and healing. And, yes. Um, and, so you know, so uh, speaking of emotional healing and all of those connections and soul healing, I was telling you and I'm reminding my listeners uh, if you're local, February 8th, Star Summit Talk, where are we now on um, love, marriage, intimacy, and parenting? And I'm saying that not so much, there's people that won't be able to make because they're listening from California or what have you. (laughs) But, you know, these are questions. These are what you're going to do with this new platform. What what we're talking about, these are things we need to get back to the basics because we can't have a better planet. We can't have a better climate. We can't have a better uh, political uh, leaders, anything without the core, which is a family unit being healed. And, you know, one of the things you said was that we have a soul deficit with all of the, you know, social media attention, technology, and all this is just absorbing all of our energy and sucking us dry to the point where we can't even communicate with each other. A conversation like this is not happening everywhere. No, it's it's not happening hardly at all. On social media, you'll spend this amount of time that we've had having a conversation. People will spend that same amount of time just going through social media. Like, 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 like. Yes, yes, yes. You know, happy face, smiley face. To the point where they talk to you like they're talking to a computer. Yes. And I have to constantly correct my kids, you know. Yes, who? Yes, dad. Uh, how was your day? Love you. Right. <laughs> Where's my hug? And it's like, and they're like talking yes, no, you know, like. Let's digital robots. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, me, no, these, I'm so happy you're going to, um, you know, go, go on that path and yeah. continue your healing uh, with that. And um, so, <laughs> so congratulations on your personal healing, but also congratulations to us who have you oh, to teach you. us and to share with us thank and you. to give us that light at the end of the tunnel for those of you that are um, suffering with multiple sclerosis. There are some other answers, yes. you know, um, on your website, you talk about supplements. There's a lot of things. Oh, yeah, there's, there is so, so much. <laughs> well, this has been another Maximum Health Quality of Living. This has been Ivy Larson, author, uh, creator, chef, <laughs> healer. Um, and, and if you've missed any part of this show, please, uh, iTunes uh, podcast, Apple iTunes podcast, as well as a public radio exchange. 
For the next Star Summit talk, Science, Technology, Healing Arts, Renaissance, we ask the question, where are we now with our relationship to love, our relationship to intimacy, to marriage, and to teenagers? It will take place at the Norton Museum of Art on Saturday, February 8th, 2020, 12 p.m., to 3 p.m. Our panelists for this amazing and timely Star Summit talk include Chrissy DeShiel, contemporary jazz, soul, R&B songwriter, singer on Relationship to Love, Nicole Prouse, American neuroscientist on Relationship to Intimacy, Dr. Russell Bourne, clinical psychologist on Relationship to Marriage, Ruthie Steinberg, Supreme Court certified licensed mental health counselor on Relationship to Teenagers. You can get your tickets now via eventbrite.com. They're $23.50. We look forward to seeing you there. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, I'm